from innovationoz.com. This is The Commercial Disco, a podcast of commercial discovery seeking the best of Australian innovation. Hi, I'm James Riley from innovationoz.com. Uh, welcome to The Commercial Disco. Uh, look, I've had a bit of a fascination in the last week or so with the administrative orders um, of the New South Wales government, the new uh, Gladys Berejiklian government. Um, they've uh, reduced the number of departments down to eight. Um, one of those news department departments is the Department of Customer Service, very unusual. Um, Victor Dominello, the former finance minister, is now Minister for Customer Service. Um, there are a whole bunch of movements in government that make that very fascinating. Um, the Data Analytics Centre, the DAC, has moved from Treasury um, to Customer Service. Service New South Wales is finance into Customer Service. Um, the Office of the Customer Service Commissioner and the Behavioural Insights Unit at Premier and Cabinet um, have also been moved under Victor Dominello in that Department of Customer, customer Service. Uh, now, today I'm talking to Paul Shetler. Paul um, is well known to many of the people who watch uh, innovationoz.com. Um, he's the former CEO of the digital, the original Digital Transformation Office uh, within the Commonwealth. Um, more recently, he is the co-founder of Accelerate HQ, uh, kind of a consult, digital consulting delivery organisation with uh, government and industry clients. Um, he's in Australia, I mean, neither here nor there maybe, but on a distinguished talent visa. This is his area. Um, now, Paul has looked at these administrative arrangements or administrative orders um, and says it really positions New South Wales in a, at the absolute forefront of the thinking on service delivery and measuring outputs and outcomes. Um, so I had a great chat to him about this and where it all sits. And I just, I started by asking him, like, what, what's it all mean? Yeah, so well, I think we're looking at right here is, for me, just, just I'll just preface this by saying I think this is an incredibly exciting change that's happened uh, that places New South Wales really at the forefront of what's happening in digital uh, service delivery across the world. So just get that out of the way right now uh, and use that as a filter for what I'm saying going forward. Um, if you look at the Department of Customer Service, and this is why it's interesting, the Department of Customer Service, they basically took DFSI, which was the Department of Finance Services and Innovation, uh, and they added the Data Analytics Center uh, into it. Uh, they added the Customer Service Commissioner into it. They added the Behavioral Insights Unit into it. Uh, they kept the call center for RNSW, and they added the liquor and gaming for New South Wales. So I think James and I were both sort of wondering what, what, what that means. Uh, and I guess we'll find out uh, soon enough. Um, and then they removed a number of things from it as well, which I think are sort of telling. Uh, they took out uh, Revenue New South Wales, they moved that to Treasury, they took out the Procurement Board, they moved that to Treasury, uh, they took out administration of legislation related to the Minister of Finance and Small Business, and they moved that uh, to, to Treasury. They moved um, New South Wales Telco Authority to Facts and Justice, and they moved administration legislation related to Minister of Water, Property and Housing to Planning and Industry. So basically what you've got is a DFSI, uh, which has now been heavily focused really on, <clears throat> on digital and service delivery, uh, which retains Service New South Wales, but has added an awful lot of firepower in terms of measuring and in terms of directing. 
which I think uh, it lacked in, in, in those cases before. Um, and it's just an incredibly focused change. It's just really good to see. So just just before we get <clears throat> get into some of the nuts and bolts of those changes, what do you think of the name? I mean, I, I'm a bit distressed at this idea that we have a, a minister for customer service. Surely we're citizens. Yeah, you know, this is that's one of those sort of semantic things. I used to, you know, when I when we were at GDS and Ministry of Justice and then at DTO, you know, we would call them, we would say users, you know, users first, right? Yeah. Uh, and people say, oh, no, no, you, don't get, you can't use the word users because that's not a very nice word. Call them customers. But the thing is, you know, customers actually implies there's a choice. Um, and in the case of government, there is no choice. Yeah. Uh, there's one provider. And guess what? You know, you have to use it. And you know what? You're going to pay for it whether you like it or not because you're paying taxes. Mm -hmm. So it's not really... There probably you probably could be a better word than customer, um, maybe citizen, but nonetheless, that's the word they've chosen, um, and the uh, the intent of the of the organization. I still think is absolutely great. Yeah, sure. And I guess you know maybe Department of Transport perhaps has customers, customers. but uh, I, I don't know family and community services. You would think probably yeah, have just the clients. Same yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so Service New South Wales is obviously central to this. That's been, you know, uh, what I would think a five-year journey for the for for New South Wales. Um, I think it was a factor in the election. There are, I, I genuinely, uh, in the most recent election, anyone who goes into a service New South Wales office gets a pleasant surprise if they haven't been for and some. That's years. not something you can say about most government offices, is it? Uh, genuinely, yeah, not. that's true. Yeah. You just really can't. So, so that's central to it, but. Incredibly interesting, bringing in uh, data analytics and the and the customer service commissioner. So let's talk through that. Oh, and sorry, the behavioural insight insights unit from uh, Premier and Cabinet. Yeah. Talk us through that. What's that mean? Well, I think you know the DAC was something which which Domino put in in the first place, right? And then later on moved elsewhere. But uh, you want to have some ability to to measure what's actually going on. Uh, not only you know obviously you want to measure services. Uh, and that's something which is, is um, you know, you can, you, you can do easily, relatively easily. But I think you also want to measure, you know, where services might be needed, what additional kind of services might be needed. Um, and you might just want to measure <coughs> is in general the need across the community and how it can best be met. And that's not something which is really most governments really do a very good job of. Uh, moving into customer service commissioner and someone whose job it is actually to be responsible for the quality of service and for establishing service levels and for establishing standards of service and so on and so forth. Now they have the ability to deliver the service. They have the ability to specify how well the service should be delivered. And they have the ability to say, well, are we actually delivering it at that level of service? Putting those three things together is something which actually I'm not, I'm trying to think, I'm sort of racking my brain right now here in the studio, but I, I can't really think of any other government that's done that. So, I mean, this is so. You're saying this is, I, I don't know what you say, world class, but certainly, you know, among a world first, um, kind of structurally different way. Yeah, it definitely is because I mean, you can look at other governments that have done this kind of stuff before, and again, this is sort of a still an early journey to transform government and to really make it responsive to citizens. But if you look at some of the early examples, like with GDS, right, you know, they had things like the performance platform, which is brilliant. And it was a way of measuring, you know, amongst things, you could measure user satisfaction with services and how they went up and when they went down with time. But you didn't get any kind of any, any kind of aggregation across it. Um, and you didn't have anybody actually saying, well, actually, it needs to do like this. 
you know, all we had was the numbers, but we didn't have somebody saying what to do about these numbers. Yeah. And having a customer service commissioner, and you have somebody there who can say what to do about those numbers and provide some direction. Um, you can look at Canada, and they've got a digital ministry, and so on and so forth, but it doesn't seem to have the same aggregation of delivery, of measurement, and of specification uh, that, again, that we're seeing here. I haven't seen this anywhere else, really. Um, if you compare New South Wales, and you look at it as a political entity, just mm -hmm. look at it that way, rather than a state of the Australian Federation, it's pretty big. There's about several million people living in it. It occupies a very large land mass. It's got all different kinds of industry in it. It's not a historical accident or some little tiny peculiarity with like one million people. Um, and it's not something which just sort of popped up from one day to the next. It's not a greenfield. It's actually got a history behind it and it's got an awful lot of systems behind it. So the digital transformation of New South Wales is both challenging mm. But also they have a, to me, it seems they have an extremely ambitious and I think quite practical plan for getting there, which again, I think is world first. So I think they've, they've made quite a bit of progress in their ability to collect data. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> certainly, the, uh, and that would be primarily, I would have thought, through, the, um, through behavioral insights or through the premium cabinet changes. So that, that goes into customer service. So I, I'm not sure what other sort of arm twisting needs to be done across other government departments or if they have access to the kind of data that they need. Well, I think to some extent that's going to be, I would, I would assume that that's to some extent the role of the DAC is that it's going to probably be augmented, I would hope, uh, to provide some of that information. Um, what they're going to want to be looking at, I mean, there's, there's already policy work which is coming out of out of uh, the old Department of Finance, out of this current department, which has been looking at user journeys across departments and how those yeah. things fit together and so on and so forth. Now they've got somebody in there who is, now that the explicit focus of the department is entirely upon customer service, I can imagine that that will get uh, a bit of uh, a charge. And I would imagine also that there should probably be a bit more um, oversight and governance over what how other agencies deliver their services. Yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, you have Service New South Wales, which is a world leading portal for service delivery. Uh, I think as you pointed out, people tend to have good experiences with Service New South Wales. Yeah. If your interest is in actually improving the citizen experience of government, you're probably going to have more people going through Service New South Wales than through other channels. Uh, and my understanding is that that kind of is probably going to happen. And then <clears throat> structurally, this split between uh, the role of Treasury, which seems further, further boosted, um, and uh, what used to be finance. This, this idea that customer service is, is measuring outputs, presumably, and then feeding that data back into what programs get funded or not funded or emphasised or de-emphasised. But um, Treasury... I, mean, I, I think they may also, from my understanding, if you look at sort of behavioural, the behavioural unit and, and the customer service commissioner, I would imagine they're going to be looking at more than just outputs, but actually outcomes, which would, again be a big step forward. Okay, so but, and you, by yeah. outcomes you're talking about? Customer satisfaction. And that could be customer satisfaction across the, like social service delivery? Yes, it could be. Yeah. It could be. It could be across the kind of user journeys that are being defined by the policy unit today inside of I, uh, IDG. It's, uh, I find it fascinating that finance has been so, uh, well, it appears to from the outside. I mean, I, I, I must say they've been fairly quiet since these, Administrative orders came out, but but the uh, 
within the power structure, finance seems to have atrophied as a, as a function. Well, yes, perhaps. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to say about that. I, I'm just looking at it sort of from the standpoint of the structures. Most of the structures associated with the Department of Finance um, have morphed into this new one. Okay, if, um, <clears throat> this gets a little bit tricky, but um, procurement. Where, like, the procurement board has gone to Treasury. Yes. All right. But the whole of government responsibility for ICT and, and digital, I guess, is in customer service. So presumably uh, procurement policy um, would rest within that customer service department. That's what, you, that's what the one would assume, given the current standing. So, which I mean... Again, which, again, makes a lot of sense. So my, my interest is uh, around kind of procurement as an industry development engine. I know no one else is particularly interested in this. I mean, ideally, you want your procurement to actually do the job that you... you, you no, it's massively it important. It's massively important. I mean, that's what the, you know, just, let's face it. Uh, you know, most governments do that. The U.S. government certainly does that. Chinese government certainly does that. There's no reason why the Australian government shouldn't do that, particularly when the Australian government is saying that they're, you know, they want to establish a, a technology sector. You know, what better thing does a startup have than a customer? So I wonder, that's exactly right. And I wonder where, um, so if New South Wales Trade and Investment and the Office of the Small Business Commissioner are in Treasury, I, I mean, Treasury and customer service seem to be working hand in glove. Um, hopefully they'll be able to, to leverage in some way the, uh, the procurement side of things. Um, Victor Dominello is obviously a powerhouse in, um, uh, as far as, you know, just providing the energy and direction um, is that like we don't? Maybe I maybe I'm not paying close enough attention, but I certainly don't see that at the federal level um, mm. or in, in other states that have a cabinet level minister who's a fundamental driver. Yeah, I mean he's been he's really driven uh, since since I've been in Australia. Okay, I've only been yeah. there for three and a half years, but since I've been in Australia, um, he's been the man driving certainly in New South Wales. And if you compare the experience of New South Wales with that of other states and with federal, um, it's head and shoulders above, right? I mean, there's been a level of energy and dynamism coming out of the state, but have ambition as well. Not just energy and dynamism, but also ambition. Yeah. And I think that's what comes out of this reorganization is the ambition and then also the ability to, to actually realize it. And that, you're right. I mean, that to me is, you know, it's quite impressive. Yeah. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that at the federal level. We've seen lots of changes in ministers at the federal level, handoffs between different ministers at the federal level, reorganizations and this and that, but not much else. States um, have tried um, with differing levels of success, but they've not. it's not been at the same level of uh, priority. It just, it just hasn't been, right? Look at Victoria, mm. look at Queensland, and so on and so forth. You know, Western Australia, South Australia. Uh, they've all had digital programs, but they haven't had the same kind of uh, strong ministerial focus. And to make any of these kinds of changes in government, you have to have a minister where that is, you know, their guiding mission. Yeah, I think uh, well, we'll see how it turns out at the federal level. Depends on what happens in the next couple of months. Absolutely. Um, we might we, we might move on. Uh, there's just one other area that I want to to cover, we spoke about it briefly the other day, um, digital transformation is this is this weird and somewhat washed out term. You don't even like the word digital anymore. So yeah. so what's your, uh, what, what, what are you? Uh, if I don't, I don't, we don't really have a, I don't really have a catchphrase for it, but uh, 
the digital transformation, right? <laughs> Think about it is like, what does it mean? Does it mean you know putting a website? Does it mean uh, getting culty with agile? Does it mean spending all your money on user research and never delivering anything? Um, you know, what it, it, it can mean lots of different things. And the problem is digital as a phrase, is it just a bunch of boomers getting down with the cool kids, you know, 20 years too late? Or is it, you know, what is it? What is it? Uh, Nobody can really explain it. And so when we at AHQ, we talk about companies using uh, the technologies and ways of working that came about through the internet to change the way they do business, to operate at the speed and quality of the internet. That's what we talk about. Um, we don't have a phrase for that yet. We don't yeah. have like a, you know, I've heard people use the word future enterprise. Yeah. And that comes, that comes kind of close because it captures some of the essence of it. Because really to do this kind of stuff, you have to change the way the business does its business. And again, I think, again, if we talk back to New South Wales, you know, it's not just putting up a WYSI website. Yeah. It's also having the measurement capabilities, it's setting the standards and the ability to enforce them. I think you've talked about lipstick on a pig over, yes. over years, and I guess I, I, I suppose it's a continuation of that conversation. I yeah. think you also suggested technology and design or design and tech. Yeah, something. we use a lot of times we use the word technology and design when we don't want to use digital. So if I, if I go to a conference, we, oh, I usually just talk about technology and design because that is the essence of it, right? And how those things then relate to business process. All right, look, uh, I think we might leave it there. Paul Shetler, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today. That was terrific. Thank you.